Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. You are rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. We're rolling before the rains come in. Sounds like it's going to be real stormy uh, come tomorrow. Doesn't mean we're not going to have a great sports weekend, certainly. Uh, speaking of sports, Steelers fans today, probably crying. Should be crying. They made history last night, but the wrong kind. And losing to the Patriots? My goodness, back-to-back weeks y'all lose to Zona and the Patriots at home. I wouldn't have even shown up to work today if I was a Steelers fan. Wouldn't want to show my face. So y'all got to deal with that. And, oh, by the way, it helps a little bit. Puts a little cushion for that Carolina pick that's coming to Chicago. Patriots getting that third win. Uh, so, thank you, Bill Belichick. The offense actually looked decent there in the first half. That over went over in the first half. And then they didn't score again. That was The like, Patriots did not score again. Yeah, they put up 21 in the first I half. I thought for a minute, little Trubisky was going to make a game out of it, but I should have known. Yeah, they that, were going to uh, come up short. Fourth and two play call there, two-minute warning, going deep. I mean, that's a, that's a decision. No Mason Rudolph? He's mm. been there a long time. It, I, th- I think it was headed that direction when it was twenty-one to three, and then and then they got they go they got down. rolling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, there's you know there's not much to talk about that that NFL game, but it is a big NFL well, weekend. They, they did make history as becoming the first uh, oh, yeah. over five hundred over five hundred to, to lose to two straight two and ten teams. There you go. First time in NFL history, Mike Tomlin, who never loses, has a losing season, is the guy that set that. The face of that now. Well, they 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 got to remember out. how much how they were just getting by early, getting out gained. Yep. We're still a winning yep. team, first time in league history. Coming it's home come to back roost. exactly. It's got to get I, them out of the playoffs. It's come the NFL gods have spoken. Get them out. Get yeah. them out. Windows closing. Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, that window's wide open, and he doesn't care that the NBA probably would have preferred Giannis and Dame to be going against LeBron tomorrow night in the end season championship game. He was phenomenal, as was your man LeBron James, the King. Yep. You know he's going to be thirty nine later on this month. Yeah. You would not believe it from the game that he played yesterday. He was outstanding in dispatching the Pelicans. Uh, embarrassing for the Pelicans. Should have known. We have our own NBA team here. And, oh, by the way, they won three or four. They're in action tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Underdogs here at the house. Uh, this is the Minnesota team's won five in a row, and that started when they beat you a couple of weeks back. Was that November 26th or, or so? We'll get into Timberwolves and Grizzlies talk, and hopefully the Grizzlies can uh, – Feels like you're playing a little bit of house money, John. Now that we've gotten to six wins, you're looking at me like that's crazy. I mean, I'm just listening. Five more before Jaw. Can we get seven, eight? Would be it's we're playing with house money right now. We said we'd be fine with six and nineteen. Ja got to win thirty four. Yeah. If we get seven, eight, it's less for Ja. Yeah. All right. Okay. I can tell you're locked in. I mean, I would. I mean, you I'm, said you're feeling good about this team now. I I, I am. I mean, I I you or know better. Right, I was feeling. I mean, I was. I was might have been strong. I was at a real valley, you know. Well, as were they when. Yeah, and, and remember, this all kicked off with Marcus Smart. Exactly right. Uh, and fiery rant, and uh, and they have since sort of that uh, was the Minnesota game, right at the ship. Um, to to it, you know, again, relatively, okay. I mean, it was it was looking like, you know, the RMS Titanic. It was looking bad, and now, it's just a. It's just some treacherous seas. We were sinking, and now we're just we've we've actually managed to avoid the iceberg, right? We finally, you know, yeah. We turned the. I'll see what what you're getting at, and and we I think we're gonna it's miss not, it. It's not awful. I think we're gonna miss it. Uh, but the so, Titanic sunk. 
It so did, that's why did. ultimately we can't roll with this. It did. This yeah. metaphor. Well, no. Imagine if it didn't. You know. Okay. Imagine if at the very last minute Marcus Smart came in and said, "Turn the wheel. This is embarrassing." You know. Imagine if that had happened. History. You know what I'm saying? Life saved. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, we'll uh, get into all of that today here on the show. Uh, Anthony Sane is going to join us at 11:25 in studio. Talk to him about uh, his feelings on these Grizzlies uh, as they have uh, put together three out of four. He did call the Dallas win. I'll give him credit. He called. Man, he called. Well, didn't we? Did we know by then Luca was out? Yeah, but yeah. still, they were big underdogs That's on still the road true. at Dallas. True. You know, true. I mean, that was no gimme. I'm saying should get credit for that. And it's you know, I mean, they were not playing. He was more confident, certainly you and me. I think he guaranteed it. I really do. I think he guaranteed it. Okay. So I mean, I I you know I like to give we'll people give him a flowers. Gold star. You know, I don't I don't I don't get a chance to uh, do respect burgers, uh, but you know. Sometimes I like to give people their flowers. And so uh, definitely going to do that for saying he's going to join us uh, in studio, talk about uh, all of that, maybe a little city council stuff with him mm-hmm. uh, and more uh, at 1125. Then at 125, uh, we're going to do it. We're going to debut a new segment. Uh, it's called Fish on Friday. On Friday, uh, uh, Rob Fisher is going to join us. I like that. At 125. You know, this ain't – we're not trying to trick you with the days. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to play, play a little okey-doke. It's on Friday. Today is Friday. Really is Friday. And it's going to happen on Friday. It's fish. And a lot of people try to... Our know, fish. Gaslight you. You know, they try to trick you into thinking, what day is it? I don't know. I'm not playing any games with you. It's Rob Fisher on Friday here on the show, all right? I like right? it. I like it. Direct. Yeah, 125 uh, with Rob Fisher. We're talking to him about the Grizzlies uh, and more. So uh, that is the show today. Uh, but look, it's Friday. I know the weather may not be super, uh, you know, inviting. It may not be super... Um, you know, it may not put you in that that good mood. A little gray out there. That that those endorphins, but you know, we're gonna try to do. We're gonna try to pick you up. Come on, we're gonna try to get you excited. Come on, excited. Excited. That beating I took in church league last week still stinging. It is, and it's got to get up from it though, John. Got to roll your sleeves up and get back at it. it. It's Brad. It's impacting the show. There is no doubt about it. This dude's team got waxed last. Earlier this week, it was forty-four to seven. Okay, that's that's unheard of. That, we had a player walk off the floor. I don't blame him during the game. I don't blame him. And he and his mom left. And this was your this was your. There was day. no time. He just walked off. He got his bag and he left. Like uh, Antonio Brown. We have no control. He just quit in the middle of the game. The coaches have no control. This was your first day. This was your debut as an assistant. Assistant coaching debut. Now, what you try to do is you My try to. My dad was there. Brother was there. Niece was there. You know, it's supposed to be a family moment. Hey. For my coaching debut. Winning is hard. Man, we got hammered. Y'all, it did not cover any spread at all. No. Somewhere, Silverfield was laughing at me. Exactly. Yeah, look at you. You can't. You wish you could win nine mm, games. Mm, mm, mm. Man, we, you wish you could score nine no, points. No, stop. Because we made adjustments. Did you? We threw out the Lion Damn. offense. Or did we bring the Lion offense back? I can't remember how that went a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we put in the work on Tuesday's practice. We're going to come back strong. Just have been a little bit down this week as we, again, get set to uh, hopefully, you know, redeem ourselves. Now, uh, Silverfield Don't just, know how many players we're going to have. Ryan Silverfield just texted me. No, he, he said, didn't. He's, uh, he's no, out he here did. working the portal or tr- uh, recruiting. He, he better be. He said. Uh, Not listening to us. Tell Jason Smith to score nine points before he gets on my nine games. Damn. Yeah. So, hey, coaching is hard. It is, especially, you know, because you can't control it. Hey, but in the end, not on my record. That's right. On Robert Cunningham's record. <laughs> oh, my God. Just I'm Stansberry. Running all over Rob Cunningham right now. All right. Well, before we. Uh, system. This team comes apart. I'm kidding. We're going to do better. And right. Cunningham's a great coach. All right. Let's get into uh, this uh, this weekend. Uh, all right, because all right. Side I'm ready. We do have a few uh, a few games that we need to uh, touch on here. Let's go to Sunday. I guess that's technically still the weekend. Memphis at Texas A&M. How are, how excited are we? Excited? Are we dreading it? Or how are we feeling? What's I'm excited, but I'm apprehensive as well. I'm excited. And we talked about why Memphis's Achilles' heel, as far as I'm concerned, is it's. Inability at times to rebound the ball defensively and how much it's given up offensively. I think it's 13 and a half offensive rebounds per game they're giving up. And at times against VCU, each time they grab one, a little piece of you is dying. Um, they've got to get that shorn up. 
Uh, the thing is, Texas A&M second best in the country at offensive rebounding. Basically, rebounding half of their misses, 45.8%. It's, it's crazy. Not to mention, you knocked them off last year here. And Wade Taylor was fantastic in that game, was part of the push in the second half when they outscored you. Had 28. He's going to be coming for your neck on Sunday. And so I figured, John, I mean, Kimpom's got it like as a six, seven-point game. Figure that line's going to be somewhere around there. You'll be big underdogs. I'm excited about the opportunity. But, again, if you look at the matchups, uh, concerned about Memphis, particularly inside and on the glass. This would be one that can certainly move the needle big time come the end, of, you know, the end of the year when the NCAA Selection Committee is looking at your resume. A win at Texas A&M. Something uh, Florida Atlantic got on a neutral court would be very important, feels like to me, on your on your resume. So, big opportunity for the Tigers. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, Gotta get up for that. Tonight, uh, in Memphis, Minnesota coming in 16-4. and One of the uh, early surprises, I think, to a degree in the NBA. I mean, I think people expected them to you know, be good. I don't know if people expect them to jump out to 16 and four uh, in the uh, in the West here. Uh, but Minnesota coming into FedEx form is this one that you're excited about? It'd be nice to have a better crowd down there. The one Anthony Edwards saw what five games ago for them, four games ago for you. Just in the sense that look, it, it's it hasn't. It's been hollow down there, and Edwards remarked on that the last time he was here. And I, I don't. Th- it, it wasn't a deal where he's making fun of you. It's just I ain't used to that when I'm down at FedEx Forum. I'm just hoping with the three or four that you've won, a little bit of light. It feels like at the end of the tunnel now. You got Ja coming back in five. You've got six wins. It feels playing feels doable again. You know, different place than where you were a couple of certainly more confidence where you were a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm hoping for a better atmosphere tonight. And, uh, yeah, 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 hopefully uh, Edward sees a little bit more electricity tonight. Again, no John Morant, that's okay. I don't expect the Grizzlies to win, but hopefully it's a better showing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't and know. a better I'm, atmosphere. I'm excited, uh, you know, about all of this. Desmond Bancourt and Drew Hill just said the Grizzlies feel like they are not done at all. We're actually confident. We've won three of the last four. We have reinforcements on the way. All is well over here. Drew Hill had a follow-up. He said, is it nice to be a sneaky team? Desmond Bain said, hey, what don't got to be said, don't got to be said. You ever think about that? Yeah. Let me throw something at you. Focus on me, okay, for a little bit. Real quick. Player A, 25.7 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game, 5.1 assists per game. Player A is shooting 45% from the field on 19.7 attempts and 37.8% from three. You got that? All right. Player B, 25 points per game, 4.5 rebounds per game, 5.4 assists per game. Player B is shooting 46% from the field on also 19.7 field goal attempts per game, and player B is shooting 37.5% from three on two more threes per game than player A was. You can guess, since we're talking about here, Minnesota and the Grizzlies, one of them is Desmond Bain, and the other one is Anthony Edwards, dude. Wow. His numbers are right there with Anthony Edwards and basically equal to Anthony Edwards. Wow. And if you look at it, that especially that three-point shooting percentage, Bain's taking basically nine a game. Uh, uh, Anthony Edwards is taking 6.6. Bain's percentage is still 37.5, still right there with Anthony Edwards taking more. I tell you he's being asked to do more as the focal point of opposing defenses Put Bain's numbers against Anthony Edwards right now and tell me Bain ain't at an all-star level. Yeah. The guy is to be respected, and John Morant's absolutely right that he's under the radar right now. Man, I mean, you're right. I mean, Desmond Bain has, the last three games, he has been a different caliber player. I mean, 55%, 59%, 61%. He's getting his field. percentages back up. Yes, he is. But, again, he's been asked to do so much, you can understand why they're a little down this year with more volume on the shots. Remember, he assists, rebounds, he's doing it all for you. So, if, if there's anything to be super excited about right now, touching on it yesterday, it's this development of Bang, what he's becoming, and the idea of what it will look like when you got him and Ja in the, one of the best backcourts in the league, clearly. Wow. How about that? Yeah, that uh, that adds uh, a different layer, I think, to this Grizz team when when you have you know production like that from uh, from D. Played all twenty games, and that's another reason why. Again, like he's going to start, he's getting less right attention defensively when twelve gets back, and he can score from more spots on the floor now at this Desmond Bain from all levels. So it, again, it increases potentially the the efficiency of your offense. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Robert Cunningham just texted. He said he got some words for your ass. 
No, uh, he knows we got to do better. That was that. That first one was on the staff. It was on us, as I said. Well, you, you said our fiery you, you, uh, post I mean, you, you said no, it was I said, on his I record. said the zero and one is on is on uh, assistant coaches. You know, that's know, not but, on my but, record. But you I don't have a record in the, yet. In the, in now, the when despair. I become if I become head coach, that'll be different. Right. Well, that's clearly. what but, I, I'm starting to think that you're circumventing the system here a little bit. Yeah, shut up, Dan Dockett. Circumventing the program. Don't even know what that word means. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Rob Cunningham, don't worry. I got your back on this show. All right, IST championship game is tomorrow. We told you ABC. it was not going to be the, the best possible matchup. That it, that was That's not going to happen. Uh, it wasn't going to be Bucks-Lakers. It is going to be Pacers and Lakers, a very interesting clash of styles, although I think LeBron can probably still play uh, whatever pace he needs to play at this point. Uh, will you be locked into this one? Um I'm excited about the in-season tournament championship, but not as excited as Dave McMiniman and the fact that LeBron is here. It feels like a seminal moment in LeBron's career, and we've got Dave McMiniman there to, uh, you know, basically to, to, to be there every step of the way. Just listen to this and to think, heading into this past offseason, James thought about walking away from the game and the competition where he clearly (laughs) still thrives. Yes, exactly. Did you see last night's performance? He was absolutely fantastic. Had Dave all giddy. No, dude, they, uh, they clubbed the Pelicans. That game was over soon. And you had LeBron James uh, doing it all like in 23 minutes, too. He's plus 36 in 23 minutes, zero turnovers, made nine of 12 shots. The dude is 38, about to be 39 later on this month. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. And Bronny about to play. Unfortunate break for the for the kid here because, uh, obviously, I was thinking about I land in Vegas tomorrow before this uh, game takes place. That's off the table now. Uh, now because, that LeBron's in. Exactly right. I mean, I, I pulled it up on Ticketmaster right now. The lowest you're going to find in the lower bowl, my man, $500. One ticket. LeBron effect. One ticket. Uh, I mean, that's just not something I can really justify paying for a regular season NBA game. I know it's a quote-unquote, but, you know, especially against, like, it's the Pacers. I mean, I know that Tyrese Halliburton is putting on a show. I I get that. But I'm not paying $500 to see LeBron play the Pacers, you know? That's awful. No, it's not. That's it. You wouldn't do that, though. You can go see LeBron in some other city or see right. LeBron here for cheaper. Right. I mean, the terrace is 240, you know? I mean, I just don't even – I don't even know. I mean, that's more than an NFL game. Like the Raiders game, you can get in for $195 now on Sunday. And on Thursday, even cheaper. Thursday night games are much cheaper than Sunday, I guess because less people travel in for those. But the weekend in Vegas to have LeBron in town for the I know. final. Oh, my Vegas gosh. is popping, to bro. add that to the – Vegas is popping. I'm in there. LeBron is there, bro. It's – not you. I'm there. All right. Uh, Jason Fitz is there this weekend. Oh, you both will be there. I mean, brother. Well, that will be a little party up too. It is all happening in Las Vegas this weekend. All right. So uh, should be fun. I'll be watching. Maybe you, know, you can camp out outside. I, I, I'm going to go to the Sphere. I'm going to do that. Oh yeah. I'm going to do the uh, get the experience there probably uh, earlier in the week and just see what that's all about. The there's like a there's like a film they show. I was going to say, can you when it's not having a concert, you just walk yeah, they in have and a, check uh, it out. They got no, they have they, they have a movie they show uh, I think twice a day uh, about planet Earth, and you get the whole you From know National Geographic. Type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like okay. you go like the you know the oh, okay, cool. uh, and you watch it from the outside. Or you oh, go you, in and you, watch. you go in and you you pay. You get a seat for like a hundred nice. bucks, and nice. you just you know you watch the movie and yeah. you like get the whole. Well, that is indeed an attraction. Immersive experience, you know. I, I wouldn't want to go see you two anyway. That might be more up your alley, but I, I, I certainly don't want to go see you uh, two. So yes, uh, NBA in season tournament championship game is uh, is tomorrow. All right, uh, we're gonna come back. Oh, one, one more, one more, one more. Chiefs Bills. Uh, now that Sean McDermott uh, is in hot water, and that adds to it, in my opinion. Because if he loses, he could get fired. In my, in, in He's a, in hot water for a speech he made four years ago. It does feel like they're digging stuff up on well, him now to sort of set him up. That's fair. <clears throat> Potentially for the end of the season, depending on how this thing goes. And it feels like to me, uh, ultimately, they will underachieve. You know, they may they may scrape in and make the playoffs, but this doesn't look like a Bills team that's going to make a lot of noise once it's there. And so I, I think heads are going to roll with McDermott sort of being set up here. It, I guess it adds a little intrigue to this game. Could the Bills get up? Absolutely they could because of Josh Allen. I mean, he's having a fantastic season despite the fact he's still turning the ball over. Um, 
It's an exciting game. I would think the Chiefs are the ones got to win here. They can't afford a fifth loss in the AFC, can they? But as an AFC team, I mean, what's yeah, then then you're just division winner and you're going on the road. I know it's a, to the it's, a it's a precarious spot for both yeah, teams. So the Chiefs need it. It's a, very, it's a desperate spot for both. I mean, Bills lose, they're probably out of the thing. Chiefs lose, uh, you know, you're talking about I'm more excited about Dallas Philly, right? If Dallas is going to be the team they say yep. they are, this is where they got to make the statement. Sunday night football against Philly in this game in prime time. Yeah, and you could play, you can play well, outgained by 100 yards in the loss last time, but did not get the win. Exactly. At some point, they got to beat a, a, a true contender. This is their opportunity. So exactly. we'll see if uh, you know da- if Dak wins this one, he's all the way up in the MVP race. Hundred percent. So it should be a uh, really really good weekend of sports. All right, we'll come back. Anthony Tain's going to join us on the other side. Talk to him about the Grizzlies and more. Jason and John, are you trying to find ESPN? Uh, weather's getting colder, but the offer's going to stay hot over at FanDuel because right now new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. So take the big favorite in most instances. And I didn't come through last night with Pittsburgh and blame that on Mitchell Trubisky. But that is the way to go, and that's the way to unlock that $150 with that $5 money line bet. Get that favorite. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, come on in. No better time to get in on the action over at FanDuel. App's easy to use, fun to use, safe to use. When you get paid, you'll get paid quickly. And you've got the entire range of betting options from spreads to player props over under so much more. FanDuel's got a ton of great promos. So come in on the action. Have a little fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith. And get into this action over at FanDuel. Again, that promo code is JSMITH. It's only on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, 929 FM ESPN. You must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nine seven eight. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff City Media. Should be checking it out. Tribal Chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, father of five-star 2032 multi-sport prospect Gabriel Sane. You can follow him on X at Sane Asylum. He's kind enough to join us every Friday, one of our favorite segments of the week. Sane, how encouraged should we be by what we've seen of late from uh, from these Grizzlies, really since the Minnesota right. loss? Do, do you want to uh, update on Gay's recruiting? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's got this uh, NIL project going on with his sock donating thing. So, Memphis Tiger fans, uh, if, if, if you want to be a – if you want Gabe in Memphis, you got eight more years of donating to the uh, sock – what's it called? Not Socktober. Yeah, Socktober. Socktober. Yeah. There you go. Make your donations now if you want Gabe to be a Tiger as far as the NIL is concerned. And also, Gabe Coon reached out, and he said he's done too much work for Gabe not to commit to Memphis, so. We'll see, though, man. Gabe's a kid. He told me he has two new NFL teams. Tell them a little bit about the program, Gabe. All right. <laughs> Gabe, uh, basically his school has this thing called Socktober where they um, they make donations to the Manor House, which is an organization that, that that raises several things for people in need. Yep. And a girl at the school uh, eight years ago 
when she was in fourth grade, she heard that socks were the biggest demand. So she did a sock fundraiser at her school, and she's kept it going the entire time. Yep. She graduated, but she was worried about who, how, how it would go when she left the school, if somebody would take it over. Gabe raised more socks this year than she ever did. And like it, over 300 pairs, right? Yeah, 300 pairs of socks. Amazing. More than any kid has ever got at the school ever. So she asked Gabe to take it over. So he's going to be the spokesperson for Socktober at his school starting next year. Um, yeah. Young man is amazing, man. Yeah, he's Gabe's always heart, he's always had a heart for people, man. He's always wanted to see, like, like he grieves when he sees homeless people. I've I've bought more, I've bought more Little Caesars pieces for people hanging out at their Rite Aid on Union and and uh, <laughs> because Gabe and, uh, wants and, uh, you to uh, what's that street? says, Dad, we got to do something. Yeah, I, I bought so many pieces for 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 people on that corner of Union and uh, what's that corner, man? Union and um. That that little season right there, yeah. So I've I've bought so many pieces for people because Gabe is like pressuring me into feeding people. So that's just kind of how he is, man. That's just that's how he's wired. He don't like to see people without at all. Future mayor of Memphis. Yeah, Gabe, he, he will Gabe be for sure. Ain't no question about it. He loves the city. Loves people. He's got mm-hmm. a big old heart. We love Gabe. Um, back to Grizzlies. Three or four. How you feeling? Five um, five left till John Moran is back. Yeah, feeling good, man. Three out of four is good, no matter who you're playing, no matter what team it is. You know what I mean? So. Um, I can't knock it. They've had some uh, fortune with injuries, but every team that's played us has had fortune with injuries as well. So I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna turn any of those, you know, wins into losses uh, <clears throat> because teams are shorthanded. Uh, they just look better, man. Uh, Taylor Jenkins made some changes after that rant from Marcus Smart, and we, he's putting guys out there who want who want this fight. Uh, the last game, a win on the road against Detroit. You would think Detroit's a game where you would probably see more Zaire Williams minutes. Zaire didn't play at all, you know, in that game, and um, they. Mm-hmm. They won. They're starting David Wrighty. They're bringing Jalen Noel as your sixth man, first man off the bench. Vince Williams has been incredible. His on-off numbers show that he needs to be on the court. He's, you know, he's getting away from uh, the template or whatever he's doing, whatever he, whatever method of rotations he was using at first, and he's putting, he's keeping guys on the court who can play. You know what I mean? So, um, and you're seeing that this team has life now. And, and Desmond Bain had an incredible game, 49 points. And you're about to get some reinforcements coming in soon. You've got Marcus Smart probably coming back in the next week or so. You got Luke Kennard who'll be back probably in the next week or so. And the biggest addition of them all, you know, John Moran will be back very soon. So it's a team that's. It's, I, I don't know what's going to happen as far as playoffs or playing. Feels like it's going to be exciting though. But it's going to be a fun run. It's going to be a really run. fun run. There, yeah. uh, it's going to look like a, you know, how the season probably should have looked if, if everybody was here. And I'm not going to rule out anything, man. I think they're like three and a half games out of. Ten, mm-hmm. The 10th spot in the playing, whatever. That's not an impossible feat. Nope. Um, you know, some teams are going to have to, you know, a team or two may have to fall off, but I think Houston is going to be down, and Houston could possibly fall down with them. Yep. Um, yeah, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun run once John Morant gets back for sure. Because he's got, because <laughs> the media is kind of pretending as if John Morant never existed with this suspension, man. It's like they're almost like wiping them off the, the map. It's like they're, it's almost like they're switching. Ja's history and Halliburton's history. And Halliburton's been a dog, man, but people are really acting like Ja ain't that dude for sure. So I'm ready to see Ja come back and just kind of avenge all that stuff. Is it a good bet right now? Because we were talking about it yesterday. Grizzlies are like plus 340 to make the play-in. They're not going to make – They're not if they get into the postseason, it's not mm-hmm. going to be as a six seed. I mean, yeah. it sort of no, they feels, won't get that high. No. It sort of feels like it's, you know – how does it work? It's 7, 8, 9, and 10, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they make the playoffs, they're going to be one of those four. So, I mean, if you're going to bet the Grizzlies anything, I think I think plus three forty is really not a bad bet. I mean, yeah, if I was a bet man, I'd get in on it. Like I wouldn't try to get rich off of it, but it's not, yeah. it's not a bad bet to me at all. I mean, because what you know, look, you you know, ideally you you beat Houston one more time, mm-hmm. so that gets you to seven. Maybe you pick one off along the way that you didn't expect, that might get you to eight. Yeah, and so then you're you know then you're really only talking about having to go thirty two and. You know how many how many games? Fifty seven. Fifty seven games. Yeah. So you win thirty two more games, and you're going to be right there in the thick of it. Which we already know with John Morant, this team is the floor is still incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can argue about the stealing without Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark and all those guys, but we know the floor yep. is. You know, you're going to win thirty two games with John Morant when he yeah. gets back. So I think it's like, I, and, and the national media is starting to catch up to it. But I definitely, I've. I've I believe that's going to happen. Yeah, you're four games out of 10th place. Houston is right now in 10 and 9 and 9. The Clippers, there's no telling how that thing could go. Um, the Pelicans, all you know, all three of those teams, man, are really questionable as far as where their season can go from here. Um, you got Golden State at 11. As far as Utah, us, Portland, and San Antonio, you're going to 
past those teams in a minute. It's just a matter of you getting in. But I think you've got to get to – I'm sure you're going to talk about Desmond Bain. It's, it's hard being a, a host and being a guest because you started talking about I'm, – I'm setting you, giving you guys questions. No, dude, this is, <laughs> this, this is an open – I'm eating you guys' questions up. But like, This I'm, is an open forum. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about Desmond Bain and, and the All-Star game and all those type of things. But I think you've got to be – if anything, I don't think you have to be in the play-in by the time the, the votes come out. But I think you've got to be ahead of the pack as far as the Utah, Portland, San Antonio, and us. I think you've got to be on top of that that stack for sure. And I think you will be for sure. And I think you possibly could be at 11 by the time the All-Star stuff comes around, looking like a team that's ready for the play. No, I, but what's the scenario where he is an All-Star? Aren't there too many guards in the West for him to make it even with the level he's playing at? No, I just I think we have to kind of get up in the standings. I think that's the key thing. If, if we're a hot if we're a hot team that's on a roll and you're seeing Desmond, plus you got a lot more national televised games coming up with y'all. If we're hot and we're cooking with, with Ja and Bain out there, because I don't think Bain's production is going to drop off too much at all when Ja gets back. I think, I think Bain being what he is now, Ja being there even lock, unlocks him even more because teams can't guard him like they're guarding him now. You know what I mean? Like you got teams that are like double teaming and blitzing Desmond Bain to try to get him off the ball. When Ja's out there, teams can't guard him like that. You know what I mean? So I think Bain's game is going to elevate even, possibly even more. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see his points per game. Uh, even increase. I wouldn't be surprised if he's our leading scorer almost uh, once. Still, after Jog is back. But um, but you got Booker. Mm-hmm. You got a- Anthony Edwards. Edwards and Booker again. Um, I mean, I could go down the list of Steph, Steph and Luca. That's four guards. But you'll get – if he gets in, he'll be one of those last two guys, which is going to be an at-large player. You know what I mean? So – you, I mean, you, I'm with you that he's got yeah. the numbers for it. I just don't yeah. know if he's got the if 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 it's like Josh said, are fo- enough folks paying attention yeah. to what he's doing? It'll he, have it'll he have enough to be, respect. Yeah, it'll have to be one of those last two spots, which are very you know it doesn't matter what the position is. So I don't know, man. You're gonna SGA is gonna get in. Yeah, you got Jamal Murray's probably gonna. It's gonna be hard for him, man. I can see a path where he gets in, but it is gonna be hard for sure. He's gonna have to go. He's gonna stay going crazy like this, and they've got to be better. Like. When it comes down to it, those coaches, he's going to get the you know the coaches vote or whatever. So it's going to be hard for coaches to vote him in over a guy like Jamal Murray or somebody like that, knowing that you know we're in 12th, 13th place. So it's, we've got to be better than, than what they are now. Come to get in. Is there anything? I know it's I know we're a few, you know several well two months out mm-hmm. from it, but trade deadline. How do you evaluate what they should? Or I, I guess will the mm-hmm. return of job like influence that decision? Yeah. I think you kind of get. As far as making a major trade, you have to see what, what they look like with job before you do anything like that, I think. But as far as doing stuff around the edges, I would look into that type of stuff now, especially when you got guys like Noel uh, that you may want to keep on, guys like Vince Williams. Who you, if, if you get to a play-in situation, you might want to keep him around. You just, you just might want to reward that guy anyway, man, a guy who's came, coming in, playing the way he's playing, uh, a guy who was a, a, G, a two-way guy last year who's shown you that he should have been – Getting run. He's, if you should have been playing Vince Williams probably this entire season. So you may want to make some consolidation moves where you're doing either a two-for-one or one-for-nothing type trade mm-hmm. uh, just to free up some spots. I think those type of things you should be looking at now. But once Ja gets here and you see how things go, I'm taking a hard look at – I've been saying this all year. I'm taking a hard look at the Marcus Smart situation. Not saying that – because even if he's doing good here, if he's a good fit, if there are offers for a Marcus Smart to get you a better fit, a I, better think, fit I think you should right. look into that. Because uh, at the end of the day, Marcus Smart – isn't your definitely your long term answer uh, as being your primary wing defender because he's getting a little long in the two. Um, but like I said, I think they'll be fine once Jock gets back with him. I would look at I would look to see what the offers are for Marcus Smart. Uh, you always got to look at uh, Brandon Clark's health because if you can, if, if teams are kind of saying, "Hey, he's he's progressing pretty good," let's take a look at him. You know, it's possibly a guy for this year, or next year. You look at those type of offers too to see what you can get. But like I said, until then, I still would look at some consolidation trades. Another name I would look at is Xavier Tillman, a guy who um, he's going to be a free agent this mm-hmm. summer. If you think you can get either in a consolidation move or get some type of asset back for him combined with another player, I think you should do something like that as well. What do you, thought of the, uh, what do you think of this in-season tournament the championship game? You mentioned Halliburton earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing is that if nothing else with this in-season tournament, and we are paying more mm-hmm. attention uh, because before Christmas, because of mm-hmm. this in-season tournament, it, it I saw the point made elsewhere too. But it feels so right that if Halliburton was doing this just in regular regular season games yeah. for Indiana, nobody would be talking about mm-hmm. it to the degree that they are. So yeah. individually for him and for them as a team, yeah. it seems like it's been great. What have you What have you thought of uh, 
of, of what that young man has shown. Outside of my overall thoughts on the tournament, I think it's definitely been a coronation or a coming out party for him. Man. Putting, putting him in that discussion with the, the, the John Morants, the Gilgis Alexanders, you know, the Anthony Edwards, those young up-and-coming. It, it just makes me excited, really, man. The NBA is in such good hands. You have so many guys that are just tremendous players. The guys like the Donovan Mitchells of the world who are still young guys, you kind of forget about those dudes. And that dude good. is incredibly good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's like there's so many, there's so many good young players under the age of 26, 27 that uh, the league feels in, in, in good hands. You know, when guys like LeBron, KD, Steph, when those guys move on, you have so many. Jamal Murray, who's still a relatively young guy. You got so many really good basketball players in the league coming up. And he's a heck of a player, man. Um, I, I had my guy Daniel Greer on uh, my show. It comes on. Uh, you guys can uh, podcast it later on. He, um, we were talking about comps for like who Halliburton is, and I was like, uh, he's almost like a tall Steve Nash, bro. You know what I mean? Like he can dribble, pass, and shoot. An incredible playmaker. Doesn't turn the ball over. Zero. Left, he's man. he's a really good player, man. I, I I talk a lot of crap about him. I don't think he's better than Ja. I don't think he's as impactful to like winning, winning as Ja is. But that Pacers team, I mean, he can he can kill a lot of that stuff. I think this is the year that they they make the playoffs this year for sure. But um, like I said, it, that tournament has really helped. You know him and his and his coming out party, but as far as the, the entire tournament as a whole, I love it. I, anybody who's arguing against it now, man, you're you're you're, screaming, you're an old man screaming at the clouds at this point, man, because this it's been successful. Um, the individual, just the regular um, group matches have been the ratings on those games have been higher than games were in right. the past. Um, it it's visually looks good. The the different the city uniforms matching the jerseys. I mean, matching the courts. The course with the wild colors popping off on the screen. I think we were watching a red and blue court last night in New Orleans. Some morning. of them have been too red for me. But it's, but it's wild looking, but it's, the it's cool, man. You know what I mean? I, I wish we would have. I love how the Grizzlies court looked with our jerseys. Yeah. I, went, I went to one game in person, and it looked good, man. Mm-hmm. And it looks good on television. Um, th- that thing is different. And you see guys going hard. And you see guys – you always talk about how selfish NBA players are. You're seeing guys like Halliburton. Going hard for some, I don't even know who at the end of his bench, or some dude on a two. Braun too. Yeah, and you and you're seeing those type of things, and um, it's exciting. I never, I never thought, I didn't really think in the beginning that would motivate guys, but to see it now is is exciting to me. It makes me think, makes me think differently about the league as far as how guys, the camaraderie and brother, brotherhood of guys that you see guys like the LeBron James, Anthony Davis, going hard in these in season tournament games, trying to take care for the guys, their guys at the end of the bench. So. Uh, it's good stuff, man. We joked on the show yesterday about how the Lakers got too many dudes who uh, probably don't need to worry about money. You got Scottie Pippen's kid is one of them at the end of that bench. Like, he's probably, you know, been around money all his life. And then, uh, yeah, it's another kid. You go watch the podcast with him. It's it's a it's kind of a uh, Anthony the same show inside joke about who I think somebody's dad is that plays for the Lakers. But if you watch the show, you'll know it. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I like the tournament in the whole. Anybody that's complaining about it at this point. You just sound crazy, man. People love brackets, bro. Like, we love brackets, and we're watching this in-season tournament. There are some people saying mm-hmm. do it twice a year, do another one after the holidays. No, you don't want to cheat <laughs> No, nah, keep it just like it. It's sweet, man. I like it. And I think a lot I think a lot of people in Memphis, I feel a way, man. Mm-hmm. I really feel a way, bro, because I would love to be on this stage because it just seems super fun. Like, these games, it's like you're watching playoff games in December. So, it's, it's dope. I love it. I love the energy of it. I didn't think I would be this invested in or care this much about it, but it's definitely won me over, and I'm not a casual It's fan. 15 roster guys get $500,000? I think or everybody. everybody on the, I think, is I think it 15 like, spots? I want to say even spots. like your two-way dudes get it, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Two-way dudes get it? Is that true, John? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's the I case, man. That that's, that's, man. So then, if you were on the if you were yeah, on the roster, talking, you're yeah. one with a guy. Yes. Gilliard, the, yeah. Three two-ways? Yeah. So it's 18 times $500,000. million payout. Mm-hmm. Man, why can't we throw some of that at the dunk contest too? <laughs> it seems like we could. If you can just throw nine million at the winner of the, yeah, why so can't we throw pay out? Throw five to nine at the winner of the dunk oh, that's, contest that's, and get somebody up a, in that that's thing. That's a very, that's, that's a very, very. We just throwing money around nine yeah. million for the winner of this. Yeah, it is. That is something. They could just break that off. And then that's you, what I've been saying the whole that. time. Make and the prize more than that. You didn't do all the math. Everybody who makes the quarterfinals, everybody on their roster gets the extra hundred thousand. You make they got all this <laughs> extra money they throwing around and and don't want to fix the dunk contest. I don't think they care, man. Jason, like I, I think it's All Star Weekend. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's probably one of the more salient points of that anybody has made because we talk about oh you know this NCAA tournament. Mm. We've now opened the floodgates. Oh, the NBA willing to pay? It ain't like they broke, man. They got That's, they got that. They got <laughs> it, right? We could have been fixed the dunk contest. Right. You can get the stars I, I, in there I with a to, five to well, nine million dollar prize. He'll do it for like a million or whatever it was. You know, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure the price has gone up, but 
you know, it's, it's so I, because I've always said it's so easily fixable. Just throwing money at it. Here's right. I'm just I would do money it for a get out of suspension pass. No, yeah, exactly right. Well, give me, give me ten is, days of grace. Ten games of grace. <laughs> hey, one free Instagram live. Right. <laughs> I would like to see immunity. one of these young, one of these Instagram young dudes, immunity. <laughs> one of these young stars like you're talking about, br- do it and bring it back. Make it yeah. cool. Anthony Edwards do it and make it cool. And versus Joe. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Make it cool again. And yeah. then everybody wants to get back in it like yeah. Jordan and uh, Dominique back in those days. You could just sell a sponsor. You could just, you know, sell a sponsorship. They, I think they both do hey, I ain't going to lie, bro. Because you think about man, it. back in the day, day. Oh, let me, let me throw something out that y'all ain't saying. We, we get together on these Fridays and come up with some cool stuff. All right, you seen Anthony Edwards do this stuff about his shoe, right? Where he's kind of like dogging other dudes who got shoes in the league. Uh-uh. You ain't seen no commercial? No, but he's kind of John. Went, you seen it, right? He's kind of subtweeting them or something. I haven't seen his like shoes. Like he, he's he's got this ugly shoe that's like a looks like a Timu Jordan uh, eleven. The Jordan had the big white on the side. Yeah, it looks like a bootleg version. That it looks like a bird shoe or something. It looks like a big bird. I shoe. haven't liked the Jordan brands lately. But um, some of these guys, but Edwards is like in the commercial. He's like picking up shoes and they blur it out. He's like that's kind of like nah, what Shaq did with yeah. Penny on them when right. he was Reebok and pushed little Penny off to the right. in the commercial. And so, um, you know, then then he uh, it asked, he said, "And who would you like to see wearing your shoe?" And he said, "KD." He said, "Me like in practice and now nah, like for real." And then KD KD tweets back. He said, "I wouldn't even put my big toe in them ugly MFs <laughs> like that." And then Adidas came back and clapped back at KD. Right. And then Adidas deleted the tweet and said, "Oh my bad. I thought this was one of my burners." And there was another shot they were taking to KD. Right. Yeah. So they've been kind of jokingly about that kind of stuff. Nike and Adidas should get in on this, man, with John oh, and, 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 and do a slam dunk contest. Like, try to get them guys It to would in. be tremendous. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, hopefully that's uh, something that the NBA considers. All right, let's turn you to some civic issues. Um, the city council and the fight. So, oh, somebody just texted me saying they took the bet of the Grizzlies making the – oh, he said playoffs. It was, the playoffs is at .570. Okay, yeah, I mean that's a little different. Yeah, it's, he put down one hundred and fifty for a thousand dollar bill. Yeah, it's a little different. That they would have to win the play in. They'd have to, you know, I guess not necessarily win hey, it, but they got play in experience. Yeah, if you're a ten, you have ago. to win two games, Twice, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to win on the road. Yeah, against the seven seed. Yeah, which that, would be probably Houston, right? No, well, it depends. Know. Who knows? It could right. be. And, any, and I don't know. We talked about this tonight, man. But uh, you know, I am a con- NBA conspiracist, right? Yes. If the NBA can find a way to get Memphis versus Houston in the play-in, they'll do whatever it takes to, get to make that happen. Yeah, and they'll do whatever it takes to get Minnesota versus Memphis in that, you know, in the uh, in the actual uh, playoffs or whatever. So that's yeah. a one-eight or a two-seven. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. happening, bro. But yeah, yeah. so um, so you th- buying into Minnesota that much? Staying oh, that think, high? Oh, the rest those of the dudes okay. are for real. Okay. Like I, that team is good, man, and they figured out. I'm, I was the main person pushing the campaign that the Rudy Gobert trade Me too. was the worst I trade I've ever seen. Them. I really but man, did. those dudes look, yeah, they got it now. <laughs> they they figured it out, man. And I, I don't even think they've had Jaden McDaniels so far this season. I might be absolutely wrong. But once they get him going, man, that, that team is that team is for real, bro. Getting a real point guard. I've always said that team just needs a real point guard, bro. They, Mike. And they got Mike Conley in. If they can find a way to kind of replace him with a guy who's serviceable just like him, mm-hmm. now, it doesn't have to be – you know, a high-volume scorer, just a guy who can just play, make, and set the table, knock down some shots every now and, then, now and again. A guy like Ty Jones, Ty Jones been, is the guy been that really I was really good at describing there, that. I was yeah, thinking, yeah. If, if they if they get him, they he get him back there, uh-huh. the team we drafted and where he's from. That's what they should be focused on uh, this summer. Really, ain't he a free agent? Is he? Yeah. I don't know if Mike Minnesota can sign anybody though, because they they got to pay Ant still, I think, and um and Cat's contract is ridiculous. But yeah. Tyus Jones getting back in Minnesota would be ideal for them because he's he was a guy who got Mike Conley comes coming out of college anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I could definitely see uh, something like that going down for sure. Uh, when you see sort of the back and forth uh, politically in in the city of Memphis with the city council mm-hmm. about the stadium money and who gets what and uh, you know what gets passed, what what did you think of all the back and forth this week? Um, it was crazy. I found myself following some dude on Twitter with the Daily Memphian and had my notifications cut on. Like, who is this dude, man? I just felt real cheapin', man. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, was, it, I, was it Bill Drees? Was yeah, that it was the same, yeah. So I'm following this dude. Like, all right, man. <laughs> like, I'm out, bro. Hey, shout out to Bill Drees. Shout out to my man, man Bill Drees, man. Time. Bill Dreesy. Dreesy yeah. F, baby. Young Dreesy. Young Dreesy. What's his name? Bill Drees? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he was once my uh, mentor. Dreesy F, Billy. My Please mentor. say to Billy. 
He was my hey. mentor on my internship for at the CA back in 2000. No, but look, man. No, he's been he's been covering he's been doing civic stuff. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a, I he's had my OG. notifications turned on. My phone was buzzing. I'm shooting out doing retweets. But, so, I mean, is it is it just like par for the course with Memphis politics? I mean, it kind of felt I, like. I'm going to say this, and I said this on my show earlier this week too, man. Like, um, it just seems like people were talking out of turn. It's like they were talking about something that like was way too. When it first came down, I was like, okay, bro, what does that mean? Like, they were saying, okay, the school is taking over the Liberty Bowl. Like, all right, bro, what does that mean? Like, that can't be that cut and dry. You know what I mean? And it clearly wasn't that cut and dry. There's still things, hurdles they have to climb for that to, for that to actually happen, man. I think it's all crazy. And, um, JB Smiley, he sounds like he's, you know, posturing for something. Oh, he, was fle- he was flexing to show yeah, it's just, really the next mayor they're not right. going to be a rubber stamp because he's the head of the council right. coming up. That type of thing. Yep. So, yeah, um, we'll see how that plays out. I think everything's going to be fine. I don't think it messes with anything, especially the stuff they're talking about, how it could affect the Grizzlies. I'm, re- I'm not buying any of that, bro. I think, I think all this stuff. There's a lot of rich people in Memphis. But there's a lot of people in power in Memphis, bro. And yep. I think that they'll – Everybody's going to come in or probably already have came in and do what they have to do. I'm not really stressing too much about any of this. It goes to uh, vote on December the 19th, man. Yeah. It's going to be a big day in the city, man. You got John Morant coming back. That's right. The city council vote on this. I think the Tigers play uh, Virginia or something like that. It's going to be a big day, man. It, it's Richard that's Fred's son, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, he painted a dreary, you know, as part of trying to convince the city council and everybody that, hey, look, we need to – when you get this done, because we're donating fifty million to it, mm-hmm. it's not just helping the University of Memphis; it's almost also unlocking that yeah. state cash for them. And he, he went on to say that if you if you didn't do that and you you lost the Grizzlies with everything that's going on downtown now, the hole that you know the 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 black hole it would be. And and I don't it it's not going to go that way. Yeah. Everything is going to get settled, but just just in, in a scenario in that scenario, if you pulled the Grizzlies out of Memphis, mm-hmm. what would be left of downtown Memphis? Oh, it'd be what, terrible. Uh, and all, I the, mean, to, to all his, the talk that people have been talking about how important the U of M is, we'll see that it really ain't because it could not support what would be left. Like, U of M man, athletics. It'd be a dark place. Yeah, though, it'd man. be terrible. Like, they couldn't, they can't, no, nah, it won't be enough buzz. We'll, I mean, we'll, it, it'll affect the entire city. I mean, he's bro. right. It would have huge impact. Yeah, it would well, affect the I entire mean, city. I thought like, Richard was being extreme with it, but he, if you did pull the Grizzlies out of there, yes. it could go. And I don't even think that's the case, man, because if you think about it, like, all this stuff that we're talking about, this, we're talking about, the, the current state, which involves, you know, U of M getting this for the, the state, the football stadium and all these type of things. Our original conversations, bro, like up and down the radio, newspaper, everything is, how much of this money will the Grizzlies demand to do what they need to do? And I think it'll just, it'll go back to those type of conversations. If if the Liberty Bowl can't do their thing, the Grizzlies are going to be like, oh, okay, well, y'all, like, y'all can't do nothing. Give us the money so we can go do what we got to do. Like, I don't think it's going to be an issue of, you know, we 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 still want to see the Liberty Bowl get their money. No, the Grizz, if 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 what we said about the 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 big bad wolf Grizzlies is true, the whole narrative we had the entire summer. Oh yeah, if, if the Liberty Bowl thing, all the leverage. yeah, if the Liberty Bowl thing falls, all right, well, give us some money. <laughs> like they like they not. It's not like they're leaving because the Liberty Bowl can't get their money. I mean, it's not. It's none of that's happening, bro. But like, I, I guess that's a conversation you got to have because people are saying it. You know what I mean? But. I'm not concerned with any of that stuff at all. As far as it's, it's too it's too much money in the in the city of Memphis. Too many people who mm-hmm. understand. Like Fred Smith is not shout out to Fred Smith, but he's not the only rich person here. He's not he's not the only person who cares about the city who actually can put their money where their mouth is. So I'm not concerned with anything as far as the riches go is, is in this whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I mean I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just I just hate that we uh, we just sort of we make things difficult sometimes politically. Yeah, man, we, it's it's a trip, man. Like I said, when when that stuff first came out. I didn't want to be Debbie Downer. Shout out, shout out to JB Smiley for taking that mantle of having uh, Tiger Tiger sports fans mad at him. Uh, know the pain, brother. But um, I didn't want. To, <laughs> I, but I'm looking like, all right, what does that mean, bro? Like, what do you mean? Like the city's like like Liberty, like the school is taking over the Liberty Bowl. Like, is, aren't there some more details of this we need to know about? So I was just keeping it on the inside. And then when he came out saying this stuff, I was like, yeah, that's some of the stuff I was kind of concerned because like the whole thing is like. The school has the stadium, and that's it, right? Like, they don't get the parking lot, Tiger Lane. Right. No, that type of stuff. I'm right. like, okay, so then when they were talking about the previous debts, I was like, yeah, I didn't think about that one. So, like, that, that's a lot. That's real stuff, though, bro. Like, if, if the city's in debt to that type of stuff, I understand that, like, if, if, if the school takes on the, the Liberty Bowl, that ends the losses for the city, and we just have, you know, whatever, old deficits, whatever. But, man, um, yeah, this stuff will get worked out, bro. I'm not worried about none of it, actually, to be honest with you. Uh, John said we had to give you credit because you picked the Grizzlies over Dallas last week. Yeah, you guaranteed you that, that. that victory. I, I can wanna... tell the energy, man. Like, the energy shifted. Like, what Taylor Jenkins did worked. Like, it's, it's working. 
like playing guys. Who would have thought, man, that playing dudes that can actually play basketball works? And I'll oh, go ahead. I got something else to do. Well, I was going to see if the Magic can cross over to college basketball if you can pick our Sunday <laughs> game, Texas A&M and Memphis. Uh-uh, uh, Memphis Penny Hardaway probably uh-uh. going to be about a six-point underdog. Prayers like for that. my boy uh, Penny, man. He's got, he's got some. Form, man. It's, he's got, it's not that serious. No, nah, he's got some minor chemistry issues going on, man. It's nothing that's like when he had Landers and Ollie and them here. Yeah. It ain't like that. But he's got some stuff that needs to needs to deal with it now, man, before it turns to a monster. Like, he can't, you know. And I'm going to say this, too, man. Tiger, Tiger fans, we have to, it's something we have to stop doing, bro. When you've got tape on dudes and a resume and a history of a guy being good, if he comes here and he's not good, we just can't say that dude's trash because no, nah, that dude ain't trash, bro. That dude's been Jordan Brown's been good for a long time, man, and he came here and he's looking like he's looking bad, right? So it's like, okay, let's figure out why he's looking like this. It's not just no, nah, just play, just play Malco. Like no, okay, that's cool, but let's figure out why Jordan we do Brown. Have to get Jordan, involved. yeah, and like because no. you brought that guy here, assuming he would be the answer to a lot of your half court issues that you could get the ball, get him going down low. That's not happening, bro. Like let's figure out. What we need to do to get that guy going because he's a talent. There were people who were saying he'd probably be your leading scorer. Your offense will run through Jordan Brown. He's the type of guy that you can use like that. Let's figure those type of things out. Let's figure out what's going on with uh, 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 Walton. What's going on with that guy? You'd have to slow it down to a turtle's pace to, <laughs> to, to, to feed Jordan Brown that many But times. I get that, but I'm to just saying. lead the team in scoring. He should be. I'm not saying he got to lead the team in scoring, but he's not this, bro. Like, no, he, I'm with you. You know what I mean? We just can't, to, we just can't always. Their issues rebounding yeah, the ball. We just can't throw that on the kid all the time. Sometimes you have to. Well, he's not a kid, a grown ass man, but we got to figure out what's going on with those type of guys. Yeah, he'll man. come in here and slap all three of us. Yeah, around. exactly. That man probably work right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> But we gotta we gotta figure that type of stuff out, man. Like, and, and Penny's got to set a clear, because um, you got five guys who pro- part of their pitch to get them to come to the school was either telling them you're gonna be the focal point or have a great awesome awesome opportunity to become a part of to be the focal point, right? Yeah. And I think he told that to all five of your starters, like, because you remember, we've had these conversations. I've been with y'all every Friday. We've had these conversations about Tiger basketball. Remember, first we were talking about. Man, like, what does a down recruiting year look like for Penny Hardaway? Because yeah. this, this is what it looks like it's going to be. Then we get Caleb Mills. Oh, man, Caleb Mills is going to be probably be a leading scorer. You know, a guy who can play a little one, play a little two. Everybody's, yay, Caleb Mills, right? Then you get Jordan Brown. Oh, man, you got Jordan Brown. Oh, that, that two-man combo of Mills and Jordan Brown, that, that's good. That's a good team, right? You can could, you could feed Jordan Brown. He's probably going to be that dude. Yay, Jordan Brown. Then you go get uh, Jaquan Walton. It's like, oh, crap, man. You got, you know. Every dude comes, and we're, we're praising this guy as if he could be that guy. And they've been told that they could be that guy, too. You know what I mean? Then you get then you get um, uh, David Jones, who just got here, and he's the best one out of all of it, it seems. So you got guys who've been here the entire summer, getting to know each other, building. David Jones comes in very late in the game. He's obviously the best player. Then when they did the preseason interviews, they act, the media's we're we're throwing gas on these fires. We're saying, "Hey guys, who's gonna who's gonna take the last second shot?" And you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 